The Right Hook Podcast. Make business sense on the road with the Mitsubishi Outlander Business. The two-seater SUV with low BIK, 200 euro VRT and a five-year warranty. MitsubishiMotors.ie It's time now for the Right Hook Health Checkup. Of course, Dr. Kira Kelly is here to answer your questions, aided and abetted by my good self. You send your questions in to 53106, uh, cost 30 cents. If you want a medical answer, Kira will give it. If you want a sort of holistic answer, uh, address it to me. Uh, anyway, you'll get a holistic answer from me, whether you address it to me or not. Now, Dr. Kelly, welcome to the program. Thank you, George. You remain incredibly popular with all the hypochondriacs who listen <laughs> to the show. Don't be insulting the listeners, George. They're all we have. But, like, this is interesting. Pain. Now, see, if they don't give an age, I think, and we should counsel Listeners, if they're sending in a query, in age and gender are actually helpful. They are helpful, absolutely. And we should really have said this before. It's taken us years to get to this answer. So I don't know gender and I don't know age. Pain in my wrist, listener says, where it joins my thumb. Yeah. Sort of moving to touch. Don't remember Janine Dord there. Now, age is important here, I would suggest. Well, here's the thing. It's a very common site for arthritis. That part of your wrist where at the base of your thumb is one of the areas where people get joint inflammation quite a bit and you don't have to have had an injury. And yes, it's more so usually in older patients. As but, in arthritis. Yeah, but you know what? You can have arthritis in your wrist from relatively young. You know, people get start getting... Arthritis is a jargon. Arthritis is a medical term for a bit of wear and tear. So all of us have some arthritis in, in our joints. The degree of arthritis depends on lots of different factors, you know, um, age, gender, genes, whether or not you're unfortunate okay. enough to have a condition, you know, that's inflammatory. This is really interesting. I've got my stopwatch on you here. You've gone on for 85 seconds saying, you're don't just, worry about it. You Why ju- didn't you actually just say, don't worry about because it? Because arthritis can still wrist. be debilitating. What do, let's go on to what we can do. You just don't like when I I've talk spoke, because it means no, you can't talk. I've spoken to real experts in arthritis, right? I like that. Real experts. Go well, on. given that I have a ton of it, as you can imagine, at my age. And now I've lost my train of thought. But there's two kinds of arthritis. There's more, but there's more. Two main ones, isn't that right? Osteo is the wear and tear old agey kind of one. And the other one you're thinking of, I would suggest, is rheumatoid. Correct. Uh, But the gout is a form of arthritis. There's loads of them. But one of which they can't do much about. Well, they have to do... uh, Look, do you know what? Let's talk about this arthritis for a second. What does this person do? They may need to have an x-ray to have a look at what's going on. There are some people who would have surgery on that part of their wrist and can help them. But I would never, ever, ever recommend that as a first line thing. What I would suggest doing is taking paracetamol. Paracetamol is a harmless enough drug and it takes away the pain and gives you back an ability to function. And that's important. Some people do use George and it may or may not be a placebo, but they do use things like um, omega-3 oils, you know, the fish oils, which are kind of good. Like your mother probably and used this, cod this, liver oil uh, back in the day. This uh, sort of copper thing around their wrist. Yeah, and, and you know what? There's a lot of stuff that says those things are placebo, but placebo is still in effect. Well, and your wrist can be a nuisance. Okay. Do you know what diclofenac is? I do know what diclofenac is, yes. Right. It's a painkiller, yes? It's an anti-inflammatory. Yeah. I can't get around the golf course without taking diclofenac. So I don't think people should necessarily panic no. if, if they have this. The next question. Just one quick thing on anti-inflammatories oh. for people, because arthritis is huge. Arthritis is ubiquitous. 
you are better off trying to manage your arthritis with something like paracetamol because the side effect profile is so much cleaner than the likes of diclofenac. Oh, yeah, so yeah. paracetamol yeah. on a regular Correct. basis is fine. Diclofenac and those kind of anti-inflammatories when you have to, but not regularly. That's all I'm saying. The lovely Ingrid is not a fan no, of. No, she's I right. Have to, I don't tell you her. You have to sneak them. <laughs> I don't tell her. Now, the next fella is getting it up for us. There's no doubt about it, right? And really, we shouldn't answer this question, but we will. George, found out this week my wife is pregnant with our first child. Whoa, great stuff. My hairline has started to recede. I'm 39. He's getting it up for us. He said, are they related as well? Yeah. He actually said, He's getting it up guess for what? Us. They kind of are. Because oh, if, no, I'm giving this job no, up. No, 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 I'm no. no. I, mean, I mean, and I'm only ask, answering in kind. He has male pattern baldness. His testosterone level is high and therefore he's very fertile. And that's all that this is. Um, are you serious? The more kids you have, the more bald you get. No, but the more bald you are, the probably the more fertile you are. The more virile you are. <laughs> Are the bolder you Didn't are. Didn't work Quite for like, me. Let's not go there. Um, look, congratulations. Forget about your receding hairline. There's nothing you can do about it unless you yeah. want to spend a ton of money and have your heart broken. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah, yeah. And women like bold men. Women do. More Allegedly. stuff. Sex is entering this programme at an astonishing you rate. You can never keep it out. I have no your... idea why. Oh, that fellow was 39 in Galway, by the way. I'd say it started growing back after the match. But anyway, 30-year-old male. Right? Poor libido, high cholesterol, goes to the gym, eats healthy. Blood test clear. Okay. Um, I, I'm thinking that he's mentioning the cholesterol for a reason. I presume the problem that he, he, he's saying there is his poor libido. That's probably why he's, he's on to us. And now, I, what does libido mean? Well, libido, I think he may be at cross purposes because libido is your sex drive. Yeah. But I'm kind of wondering from the fact that he's mentioned cholesterol and stuff, is he talking about erectile dysfunction, that he's having a difficulty maintaining erections? Because there's a huge difference. There can be a difference. Well, you, I have a phenomenal... We don't, we, well, no, I have. George. Like, the, the, the drive is completely You've got different. to stop talking. No. You've got to stop. It's well, six o'clock well, in the don't, evening. Don't ask me any more questions about I these just, matters. No one though. asked you. No one asked you. You left in you there. You raised it. I did not. Here's the thing. Well, I think this guy is talking about erectile dysfunction and that is a real issue. What I would say to you... But first fixed of, if you're a certain age. Well, if the problem is is cholesterol and having high cholesterol can cause you problems with your, your uh, blood supply to the penis in the same way it causes you problems with your blood supply Don't to your heart. Don't these words after six o'clock. Penis is an anatomical term, George. Stop. All right. Um, what I would say to you is, is get your cholesterol down, first of all. Um, eat better, eat healthier, you know, low-fat diet, all that kind of stuff. That's important too. But here's the thing, if you still have an erectile dysfunction and it's not psychological, it's got a physical yeah. cause, go and talk to the doctor about getting some medication. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And but can we drag it back to libido, which you carefully avoid it? Libido is different, but I think that's why he's talking about it. No, you're assuming. I mean, I'm assuming. If he's talking about low sex drive, well, then I would say to you, look, your sex but drive... some guys just do. Yes, your sex drive is your sex drive. If you're not that interested, don't beat yourself up I mean, yeah, it. that's right. There's a big difference between... George Hook and some other fella. Do you know what I mean? No, but you do. I, I don't know why you reduce the quality of this extraordinarily medical segment to minor things. I I don't want to say it to that, George. Look, who's yeah, is get Doctor some help. is Doctor Eva or Ava or something? Is she the one who was before you on Operation Transformation? She is the one who was before me. On do you mind if we talk about her? I don't mind at all. Well, Carol says you're one Doctor Eva. She says children should be weighed at school. 
this one wants to know, Carol, whether or not they should be away to school. Do I agree? She thinks it's a good idea. I think we do need to plot children's growth curves. No. Weight-wise no. and height-wise. Not whether in they should, school. Well, well, that's what I was about to say to you. Sorry. But whether that should occur in school is another issue. Because if you're lining up 20 kids in a classroom, who's going to feel crap? The little, poor, short, fat kid. And that's really... Or the tall, lanky one who feels... Correct. The kids on either, age of the scale, either end of the scale who are going to start to feel bad about themselves. And that's not the point at all. Have you ever heard of ectomorph, mesomorph and endomorph? I actually have, but why are you bringing that up? Because if a child is a mesomorph, he's the one in the middle, right? Okay. So therefore he's, he's, you know, pretty all right physically, average height, average weight, good at sports, all that sort of stuff. The ectomorph is the tall skinny guy and the endomorph is your short little fat kid. Now, there's a million reasons for a kid to be embarrassed at school. I'm putting him on a weighing scale. Yeah, no, I, I, no, I'm inclined to agree with you. What I would think you know, is, is that... Dr. Avon doesn't know what she's talking about. What I would say is... is and I'm not even sure that the right place to do it is in the doctors. I actually think probably the right place to do that is in home, in your bathroom, on your weighing scale. Well, here's and an if in- parents had an idea about the right height and the right weight for their kids, then it would be a good idea to keep an eye on it. But I'm inclined to think publicly doing it when you line up yeah. the kids is an unfortunate way no, of approaching it. Do you agree with weighing at home? I think weighing at home isn't the worst idea. Right. I searched... Blackrock Shopping Centre and Frascati Shopping Centre yesterday for, for a weighing scales to weigh myself and I couldn't get one. Really? Yeah. That's Instead, I put a dollar into the machine in boots and it handed me a bit of paper which said I'm, my, I'm, I'm an inch smaller than I thought I was, but I'm happily a lot lighter than I thought I was. You have done amazingly well over All the right. last couple of years. He, don't mind Dr. Ava anyway. Don't mind her. Frank in Greystones. The advice from the UK to eat more fat? That can't be true. Um, I, I know what he's talking about, but here's the thing. There's, it is very confusing for me because there is advice to eat more fat and there's advice to eat low fat and advice to eat low carbs and high carbs and high protein. A diet that is best for you is a varied diet with almost everything in it in moderation, but probably the highest proportion should be fruit, veg, grain. That's perfect for you. That's the best diet and a certain amount of protein. You can have fat, you can have sugar, but pushing it up high is not necessarily a good thing. But it's all about moderation and it's all about balance and it's not about diets of exclusion or about fads or fashions or any of those things. I don't like any of that stuff. I think that's all nonsense. Try and eat in moderation. Try and stay healthy. It's all about health. It's not about Do you know the way we get a question that is always answered? You're an idiot. Do you know those questions? By you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I do. This is your an idiot question. Okay, go on with the idiot one. Right. I actually bet you I know the one that it is too. Go on. I have a sore lower back, glutes and hamstrings after running my first marathon. What should I do? I read that you're question. An I read that question and I said, sure, I'm just going to say you're an Egypt. I knew it. Um, well done. Although I actually am half inclined to agree with George. Marathons are punishing. I mean, they're, it's all very well to be fit. It's all very well to take exercise. But running for 26 miles... Is 385 it, yards, don't forget. It's very long and it's very gruelling and it's not necessary to be that level of fitness to be healthy. Um, but didn't, of course you get all the kind of stuff he's Of course you would. About. Probably what should you do? Uh, you know, ice baths, warm baths, anti-inflammatories, massage, rest. Go to bed. Go to bed, you know. Go to bed is brilliant for Yeah, lie down. Lie down, love. That's, what we, <laughs> that's from me and George. <laughs> lie down, yeah. I was going to say something, but I'm not allowed at six o'clock. Kira, Tim says, he's 50, right? He wakes up regularly with pains in both hands, Joints, feet, 
Okay. What is it? Well, that could be arthritis too, or that could be just the distribution of it, the hands and feet, the stocking and glove distribution. What's the stocking and glove distribution? It's symptoms in your hands and feet. Uh, Sometimes you get stocking, glove and cape distribution, which is your hands and feet and uh, shoulders. He probably needs to go and have a set of bloods just to see, does he have, I know you love when I do this, but just to see, does he have any kind of an underlying autoimmune condition? But it could be plain, simple arthritis the small joints in your hands and feet around those little chicken bones that we have in our but hands they, and feet but they, they are they, the they, they're yes. very susceptible yeah and your feet are also very susceptible to arthritis as are your hands he may just have an arthritic condition but again paracetamol is, is, is the drug of choice yeah. first line maybe a set of bloods maybe a little bit of fish oils um, and but you know I mean what? we shouldn't panic about taking paracetamol like the difference between your generation and mine is that and it still affects me. It still, we thought pain was given to us by God as part of original sin, right? You actually, can, your generation actually says, no, you don't have to have pain. We can fix it. Absolutely. And I, I can only imagine what it is, George, to live inside your head. <laughs> but in any case, absolutely you don't have to have it. And paracetamol yeah. is almost sort of side effect free. But yeah. I would prefer people on regular paracetamol every day than one anti-inflammatory every day because no, anti-inflammatories oh yeah, no, are far more toxic. So paracetamol is your first line medication for all these aches and pain kind of conditions. One of my, 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 my golf partner for about 30 years, great friend, sadly no longer with us, um, he had terrible arthritis, like would cry, yeah. you know, uh, in this, uh, at night. And, and we'd play golf on a Wednesday, but there'd be a bet, you know. And he'd say to me, I've doubled the bet. You know, and I'd say, oh, GK, you know, and he'd say, yeah, but I've taken 20 codeine <laughs> and to play 18 holes of golf, he would take He'd be like crucified with 20 pain. Yeah, codeine. you know what, I, I'm a, you're right. I don't know if it is a generational thing, but I certainly yeah. believe in managing people's pain. Well, I think it's original sin, so that's why I keep taking I, I the pain. I tend to not believe in original what sin. What about this one? 31-year-old female? Mm-hmm. Searing. Burning pain in the left nipple, not the right one, the left nipple. Once or twice a day, lasts about 30 seconds, goes away. Could be a trap nerve. You uh, can't have a trapped nerve in your nipple. Well, you it? could actually. Searing, burning pain is often a good description of nerve pain. Um, so it could be that. But equally, because there is such a co- um, concentration of nerves in the nipple, it may be that there's actually something wrong with the nipple. And that could be one of a variety of things. People often talk about when they breastfeed getting searing, burning pain. But in this nipple. one isn't breastfeeding. She, ha- she hasn't mentioned that. But she could have thrush. She could have... Uh, thrush? A, a, I thought that was in your throat. It's a fungal infection and you can have that on the nipples and it will cause searing, burning pain too. So it could be that. Run or, a marathon with, with a bad uh, bra and you could have searing, sweat. burning pain Would you in your see, nipple? You're exactly right. This 31-year-old could be running and she could be sweating and she could yeah. have thrush on her nipple and that could be causing searing yeah. and burning see, pain. See, I'm not the agent no, you tell everybody I God, am, which is so unfair. Which but, is so but there's unfair. also, there could be something else going on. She could have a blocked duct in the nipple or something like that. I do think... Any kind of breast symptom, just to sort of say, I know you and I are really good at what we do here, George, but she has breast symptoms. We're not able to examine her. We're not actually sure what's going on. I would suggest you need to go and get a breast oh, examination. Do, listen, your thrush. Breast examination. Just what about the five-year-old who has thrush in, in, in its mouth? Okay. Uh, that needs to be treated. and you can With a topical steroid cream? Not a topical steroid cream, but yes to a topical anti 
fungal cream. We're branching out this week, George. Into, uh, to, into the mouth? Yeah, you can get mycostatin drops or you can get um, right. Dactarin right. oral gel and you put that in the mouth usually four times a day. I would always say to anybody who's trying to treat a fungal infection, be it a groin rash or be it thrush mm. in the mouth or any of those, or vaginal thrush or, or you know penile thrush, any of those things, you've got to treat for a lot longer than you have the symptoms. So even when the, oh, when yeah. the rash and all is gone, you've got to keep going yeah. with the creams or whatever yeah. for another week or so right. afterwards or it will come back. Okay, I be, I be, can you, Dactarin uh, thing? Dactarin oral gel. Yeah. Do you remember the TV series, Dactarin? That was Dactari with the lion, but yeah, I do. You win the tenor. (laughs) Kara wins the tenor. All right, now what about this one? An old dame. Oh, by the way, send your questions to me, and I'll pass them on to Kira to 53106, cost 30 cents. Good idea to give us your age and gender. 33, dame, gaining weight. Bloating, abdominal discomfort, constipation, headaches. She's getting this for months despite a healthy diet. Now, your pal, the GP, puts her on antidepressants. Okay. Come on. No, no. Give me a break. No, well, I'm inclined to agree with you on this one, actually, because the woman has It's hasn't, amazing how often you agree with me. The woman hasn't given us one symptom there to indicate she's depressed. She's she's putting on weight and she's sluggish and yeah. she's constipated. And first she paid all, 60 quid for this advice. First of all, what I would say to you is, is if you're constipated, you will be sluggish and bloated and all that kind of stuff. So constipation could be the sole cause of this woman's issues here. So that needs to be treated. And the best way to treat constipation is, of course, through diet, through fibre. Fibre. And, you know, fibre. And the, by the way, cereal and grain fibre is better than fruit or, or vegetable oh, fibre. Oh, grain fibre. I'm big fan. Babe, so, 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 you know, like... I read the paper now in the smallest room in the house oh, every day. Okay. It's fa- it, it, there is no better pleasure. I, I think oh, stop. it is the greatest pleasure. Stop. It is. Okay, Constipation. So. No, you again, sometimes, like all GPs, you, because a, a, a problem is minor, you dismiss I it. I don't think constipation, constipation is minor. Is I just said to you, this woman's whole problem could be constipation. Yeah, I'm a, not suggesting it's appalling. This she needs to get herself on something like all bran or whatever for the breakfast. Right. She needs to have oranges during the day as snacks. She needs to yeah. throw out all her white carbs, no plain white bread, no plain white pasta, no plain white rice. Get rid of all of them. Yeah. Fruit, veg, Fruit grain, and fibre. whole that, grain. That uh, uh, cereal in the morning. You find that good? Oh. Well, look, all well, of that I told stuff. you, I read the and paper. if you're changing your diet in a positive way to manage your constipation and you're still in trouble, yeah. then you need a treatment. Yeah. That'll involve a I prescription. I have to change my route now from the car park to the radio studio. You go by toilet. So I have all the toilets marked out on the map. Lest something might happen. There was a woman now. Do you remember we did a five-year-old with thrush yeah. and the advised Dactarin? I did, oral gel. Well, four she's times got bad mouth thrush. 51 she is. Okay. In um, agony, but is a weight gain? No. No, but you know what I think is quite interesting? There is an association between a high sugar diet and diabetes and thrush in the mouth. And they both are... are Give me the are, connection. Well, there's a, a high sugar diet and obesity and diabetes and all those things. There's an association between that... And thrush. And thrush. So first of all, she probably needs to be screened for diabetes. And second of all, are you eating a high sugar diet, love? Because that bit could be making the weight gain oh, and the thrush. All right. Well, so, now, speaking of weight gain, what about weight loss? This 44-year-old is fed up, can't lose weight, gave up the fags, uh, haven't had any carbs in about two months. Look... Can I fix this? Because I'm the world's leading expert. 
if you want to gain weight, eat more. If you want to lose weight, eat less. Yeah. Forget about the Dr. Atkins diet, the, the, the Kira Kelly diet, the Murphy Stout diet. Just eat less. You're right. I, and, and I should point out, listeners, I don't have a Kira Kelly diet. I'm not selling a book or anything, <laughs> even though George has just made it sound like I am. Yeah, look, but here's the thing. It may be worth it if you are somebody who's listening. We're trying to help the people who are listening, George. If you are someone who's listening and you actually have made significant effort to but lose weight. But he hasn't lost weight. That's the but, point. but he's saying he's eating no carbs and he's doing all and sorts of things. Horseman, well, know. maybe it is and maybe it isn't. He may also need a blood test to see if he's an underactive thyroid and those kind oh. of things. George, there can be reasons why it's more difficult. I but can't you... lose weight. Kira Kelly says call an ambulance. I mean, stop. That's not what we said by yeah. any means. What we are saying though is Eat the less. poor git, if he has a bad Eat thyroid, less. he might Eat need less. to know that. Do you know what I mean? Less. Leave him alone. Eat the point less. is, is this, yes, Eat less, but he may need an investigation as well because he's saying he's putting in the effort and he's, he's getting nowhere. In the you effort. don't know if he is. You're very hard. What about the fe- the fella? <laughs> he's forty. He shouts in the middle of the night and frightens his missus. I mean, I I spent forty years shouting in the middle of the night and frightening your missus. <laughs> frightening your missus. I think it is extremely common to shout in the middle of the night and frighten your missus. Were you awake? <laughs> Or asleep at the oh, time. Or asleep. Asleep. And um, people do make noises in their sleep. People do shout. Put people do twitch. It. People Put do. Yeah, yeah, I'm inclined to agree. With you. Or whatever. Yeah. You sleep in another room, which was the is the Ingrid Hook proposal. Yeah, but you know, people don't always like to sleep apart from their partners. But sometimes people like to sleep in the arms of the one they love. The double bed was never designed for sleeping in. It was designed for other things, but not for sleeping in. It is beyond human endeavour to sleep with another person next to you. I don't agree, but, you know... Oh, sorry. The other answer is uh, wear earplugs. If you want to stay lying next to him in the bed, wear earplugs. All right. Well, that's not actually bad advice, believe it or not. Earplugs (laughs) have saved (laughs) many... All right. Well, apparently I've been given another week on this slot, but on the trial, uh, whether I can continue with Kira Kelly or not, she's complained about me to the the Irish Medical Organisation or something for bringing your medicine into disrepute. Send your message, your text to 53106, cost 30 seconds. Send, Kerry Kelly and I will read them and answer them. If you're shouting in the middle of the night, buy earplugs.